0: Yeah Hydrate yourself Of course Otherwise it'd be a parched episode We would never want that You gotta give the fans a lubed look Yeah That's what they come for Mm. The moisture And then when they come it adds more moisture It'd be wet Okay (laughs) Leave it all in What a disappointing start, (laughs) yet again. Welcome back to the Luke Kijel Hour. Uh, Hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week. But first, we must groove. It's compulsory. Shut up. da up. Know about in the deep. I'm obsessed with that song, obsessed with Roland in the deep Just one thing quickly on the podcast with you starting this whole dance thing at the start mm. Remember that uh, intro I made of you getting punched? Yeah I can't use that anymore Oh, because we dance Yeah Ah, oh, sorry <laughs> Well, can you put a dance cam in the corner of the intro <laughs> okay, for this episode? Yeah Great um, Oh, That's sorted um, to start off the episode, start off the Luke Kijel hour, we have our sound effects. Please send in your buzzer. Um, we are in need of a buzzer. This yeah. one was sent in by Mitch. I think this is down to our last usable one. Yeah. There were a lot more, but I stress last usable one. One that would be not shit to play to <laughs> thousands of people, but yeah. that's what we're looking for. Uh, send me at at gmail.com to begin the hour. Let's go. Do it. Is that just the Emperor? Yeah. Saying do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and I say again, <laughs> we were down to our last one. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can do a better Palpatine than Palpatine can. Do it. That's how he says it. That's I don't remember yeah. him saying it like this. Is that really from Star Wars? Do it. I don't know where it's from. But it's I'm pretty sure part. Palpatine goes, do it. Feel your anger strike yeah. me down. <sighs> I'm scared. Thank you. That means I've done a good Palpatine. He's the <laughs> Sith Lord. That's great. That's great news. That means my impression game is finally lifting up. Watch out. um. Anyone who does impressions? <laughs> Who's that comedian? Gabrielle and Uh No. No. <laughs> Gabrielle Iglesias sings Hero. <laughs> nah, that's the guy in a few episodes of How Your Mother. Um, <laughs> he plays Robin's exotic boyfriend. Um, who am I thinking of? The, the fluffy guy. He calls himself yeah, Fluffy. fluffy. His yeah. game's Gabrielle. He just has a foreign last name that I can't say. So in my head, I just call him Gabrielle Iglesias. <laughs> now, guys, to the task at hand for video watchers, yes. I've leveled up my fashion game. For audio listeners, go over right now to the Vizio, Video Vizio if it's after 5 p.m. when you're listening to this and check it out, man. I'm bringing back the dad jumper, but now in a trendy way. Not in a, I'm going to head down to Bunnings way. In a, don't worry, boys, we're going to of 10. I'm happy to pay a bit extra for the convenience. I'm a cool, trendy dad. That's where I'm going for now. Yep. Reese has joined me. We went clothes shopping in Albury. People think regional <laughs> touring, oh, must be fucking sick, man, to going on tour. No. We went to Cotton On and then went to a store called Ganda where we bought some new threads and we leveled up our fashion game. Uh, Reese got on board with Boat Board. I did. But you can see in Reese's camera, we've both bought matching turtlenecks, pretty much. Like, they're, they're not matching exactly, but same style. And we've been wearing these every single day since. I worry I'll never go back to a hoodie. There's a genuine concern that this is me now. My neck has experienced warmth that I didn't even know was possible. Just the heat that I didn't dream of three days ago. I reckon it's the official uniform now of the tour. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm going to have to go to buy more. I'm already looking at the chain. There's one in my area. Yeah, I'm going to have to go shopping again. I'm going to buy the whole store. I want to be sponsored by them. I would love a brand deal from um, Ganda. There you go. There's a free shout out. Ganda, Ganda, Ganda. Shop there, shop there, shop there. There you go. Come on. Surely that gets me a shout out. I should start <laughs> tweeting at them. Um, I should just tweet that clip at them. Ganda, Ganda, Ganda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's sick, man. And... Um, So yeah, I've leveled up my fashion game. The shows on the weekend were sick. Aubrey, believe it or not, was one was the second biggest show I've ever done. I realised that on the way there. It doesn't say a lot about how my Sydney show went two years ago, (laughs) does it? But um yeah, we had like over like almost we almost sold out. I think. Well, I mean the COVID capacity of it. We were almost I think it was like two hundred and thirty people or something. So thank you very much. In a regional town, that's crazy. Uh, it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, Wagga was sick as well. And yeah, Lukehidgel.com, we are so close to announcing the next dates. We're th- hoping June first. Some may even go on sale earlier, we'll see. But um yeah, the dates are up on my website that we've already booked in. Join the wait list and I'm telling you, these shows will sell out. At the moment, we only have like, I think, a really small venue in Perth. And we, we're we really trying to book another one, but we can't. So Perth just may sell out. So buy it uh, when it comes to goes on sale because I feel like these shows are going way quicker than I thought. Uh, pretty much because of TikTok. And uh, I do want to get into this. Guys, after years or a year and a half of TikTok bashing, I, Luke Kijul, have to admit that I love it for two reasons. One, TikTok makes me so much fucking money. (laughs) And that's the main and only reason. (laughs) And I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, everyone in that Albreu show listened to a podcast. No, I would say 75% of them watched me on TikTok. Yeah, You know, I would've sold about 60 tickets if it hadn't been just from the podcast, (laughs) right? But, um, yeah, so that was great. And um, hung out with a nice guy afterwards. Um, Declan. Yeah? yeah? Declan. Yeah, yeah, pretty rude. We had beers <laughs> with him for hours. Um, yeah, he, he listens to the podcast. So uh, shout out Declan. He uh, works on the, as a traffic controller. Fucking easiest job in the world. Ooh, yeah. You know, I usually, in pretty much any bar situation, where we're all having a chat, you know, talking shit, and someone's trying to have an easy job off. I'm always like, well, mate, you just watch my show. You know, I just did that for an hour. I said, come a bunch. And then I was like, thank you. Good night. And then I walked off and I get paid for that. And this guy was like, no, mate, I'm a traffic controller in regional Australia. He goes, I was on the side of the road today holding the slow and stop sign for 11 hours. 50 cars came through that's like five an hour less actually less than five an hour so do the math that guy's crushing it i need to find a new a new line of work i thought i had the easiest job in the world podcasting talking for a living um i think that guy's living the dream although uh he was he was flexing pretty hard you know over a few beers at the table and i go what about when it rains dude Cause it's cold as fuck here. And he's like, yeah, nah, look, it was shit. I'm going to buy myself a, but he said he was going to buy a balaclava. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if you need a balaclava for work, you're either a criminal or your job sucks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. And we've been doing Patreon meetups uh, in most of the places. So if you're on jump on my Patreon, um, we usually just go out for beers after the show. And um, yeah, we just chuck it in the discord or whatever, where we're going for beers. And yeah. So if you, that's something that interests you, um, yeah, join in. It's always a bit of fun. And um, the Patreon helps support, helps pay Reese for this podcast, helps pay Meg and helps keep this uh, operation alive. We are going to kickstart Luke and Meg again. Uh, I promise Meg's just been organizing my tour pretty much full time uh, because it's gotten a lot more hectic again because of TikTok. Uh, we didn't ex- realize the growth this year. We, we When we started booking this tour at the start of the year, we booked like similar-sized venues to last year because like, oh, COVID, I don't know how I'm going to go. And then uh, – We've been doing like three times the amount of people in every place, which is crazy. So thank you um, to everyone who's been coming along. It's uh, so cool. But the other reason why I get TikTok now, it's so for you. It's called a for you page, like your feed, and it's so true to the name. I go on Meg's TikTok, it's just puppies. It's 99.9% puppies. Right? Just little doggos running around being cute, some of them wearing outfits, some of them are woofing, some of them aren't, some of them have music. It's just variations of cute dogs to music, right? and that's what she likes. And mine is almost 80% skateboarding videos, and that's all I want to see. I just want to see teenagers doing kickflips to punk songs <laughs> for 30 seconds at a time, and I love it. I get on TikTok loops of just going down skateboarders' profiles of them just shredding it up in their local town. Um, I feel like more skaters than comedians now on TikTok, oh. and I can't even skate. I don't. I, don't I'm, I just like it. It's a thing I enjoy. It's just, I get really obsessive over things, and I've already told Reese as soon as we finish the podcast today, we're going down to my local skate park. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to shred uh, in our lunch break. But really, we just have shred breaks. So um, I get very obsessive over things, and my new obsession is um, shredding. D- do I annoy you on tour of how much I want to skateboard? Like, do you go, like, oh, I don't want to skateboard all the time? Um, in, a- in Adelaide, I was getting a bit... Over it? Yeah, because we were legit skating everywhere we went to. But that's because we didn't have a car there. True. So we were mainly doing it as transportation. I didn't like the texture of this. Oh, yeah. Adelaide has a weak-ass textured city. Yeah, That's the weirdest way to put it. But it's just like, instead of having bitumen, like concrete pavement, they do like tiles everywhere. So you just skate along those click, 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 click. And it goes, dunk, 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 dunk. And it rattles your ankles. And by like a kilometer in, your ankles are fucking shaking. But I love stopping at the parks and stuff like that. That's Yeah, Reese is more of a trick man, you know. I'm more of a cruise man because I tricks intimidate me pretty much. But um yeah, dude on TikTok the other night, I literally just watched um some gay guy rank the top five hottest animated characters yeah. for every film. Like it was in Aubrey. After we went to bed, like you went to bed. Yeah. I started for another hour watching this guy's feed where he just ranks top ten like Disney characters. I, and I don't know what his name was. Like, I, I don't know how to find it. Disney hot characters. I don't want to Google this. <laughs> Which Disney character is that? Oh, I found him. No. Damn it. I can't find him. I watch this guy. And I, I'm an idiot. I forgot to follow him. That's how like fleeting TikTok is. You can watch someone for literally an hour and then I get to the end and I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot to follow him. Oops. Mm. Um, I totally get the appeal. And I was just like, I got so into it. Like, he was just, like, ranking, like, the top five, you know, the top five hottest members of the Furious Five in hotness order. And he put, like, fucking Mantis down the bottom. And I was like, Mantis is a little snack, dude. (laughs) All right? He's, like, the fittest out of them all. Crane is the hottest, for sure. Or, no, Tigress. Mm. Because she's fierce. And she only eats tofu, you know. So she's just like, that's probably, in this day and age, probably a severe eating disorder. But... Um, yeah, Poe was like fourth. I was like, Poe's cute, lovable as hell. I would say Poe's the second hottest member, you know, it's 2020. All right. Body positivity. I'm a Poe man, you know? So anyway, I got way too into it. Um, top five hottest bugs, live characters, finding Nemo. Um, bit weird actually that she was, the guy was essentially, cause he isn't, I mean, Nemo wasn't on the list, which is good. Cause Nemo's underage. Nemo yeah. was literally at primary school in the start of the film. Yeah. But Marlon, now he's a snack. Yeah. <laughs> the dad, he got big daddy vibes. He'd rock this jumper for sure. Um, so, yeah, I get I guess I get it. And I've shodden it for so long. But since I've actually started using it, I guess, a bit more, the algorithm now knows what I like. And it's just who's the hottest animated Disney character? Here's a skateboarding video. Here's a little bit of comedy. Here's some of your friends, you know, that we know you probably – like, you know, like your Blake Pavies, your Frenchies, blah blah blah. And then um and then it, it's and then it dabbles with like random memes like the Fraser Garrick um Ooh, yeah. thing. We need to talk about this. The most Australian um thing happened all the time like of all time. It was probably more Australian than um throw another shrimp on the Barbie, you know? Well that was actually not very Australian at all no. because we call them prawns. So Paul Hogan lift. But um, he also did do Crocodile Dundee, which, yeah. is, which was aggressively Australian. So we'll forgive you, Paul. But, um, and also tax fraud. did yeah, tax Did yes. he get done for tax fraud? Yeah, yeah. Pretty Australian <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to <laughs> not want to pay tax. So <laughs> you know what? You're forgiven. Um, I would say more Australian than Lara Bingle standing on a beach in a bikini saying, where the bloody hell are you? That would have got so many tourists in. Yeah. If you had seen that yeah. as an overseas male going, what, are the, what, what does Australia have to offer? And you just see Michael Clarke's missus, you know, the Australian captain of the cricket team's missus in a bikini, going, where the bloody hell are you, champ? You're going, I've got to check this place out. <laughs> uh, that was one of the greatest tourism campaigns of all time. Um, didn't age well, no. you know, politically correctness-wise, you know, just shove out a hot girl in a bikini and go, come on down, see our bridge and shit. Um, but, fuck, it would have got some numbers for Tourism Australia. You can't argue with the results. Uh, but, yeah, this week during the AFL football, uh, so if you're from New South Wales, just just bear with me, or from Queensland or overseas, all right? <laughs> but um, we saw one of the most Australian moments of all time uh, on Channel 7 this week. It was a reminder of why I love this country. You know, let's be honest. Last year, people got frustrated with the government. People were divided. This one thing, little things like this just bring us together. There was two moments, actually. There was the bloke at the uh, NRL, I think. Um, it was some sporting game. Uh, as a snack, he had a value pack of dry wheat bix Did you see that one? I think, I, yeah. Just m- throwing them down during the game. That's pretty Brady Australian. Now, don't condone raw-dogging Bix, all right? Milk is an ally. They should be combined. They're a team. They work together. It's a team sport, cereal. And you should never go out there alone with just Bix, but it is bloody Australian. and You can't deny that. But during the AFL this week, ex-AFL player, Fraser Garrick, a.k.a. the G-Train. And that's when you know you've found yourself a <laughs> fucking legend when everyone in the country calls you the G-Train. Now, he's the only G-Train in Australia. Yeah. Like there's there's some local G trains, sure. If you go down to your local footy club, there'll be probably six G trains. <laughs> that might even be an F train or a H train. But there's one true G train, and that's Fraser Garrick, who played for the Saint Kilda football club probably over fifteen years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were kids, he was on footy cards when I was quite young. Yeah, and you and played um, for West Coast before St Kilda. Yeah, right. See, I'm so young that yeah. I probably I don't I don't even really remember him yeah. playing for West Coast. Yeah. Um and he was eating a pie at the football. And he did what I always say with Wheat bics: Always have backup Bix. I bought some backup Bix this morning because I was running low. And you know what? I needed him. I was one Bix short of my regular seven. And I would have had to have six. And I would have had one, you know, one sixth less energy today and less fiber. So that would have been a horrific shit tonight. Um, when I go and lay that boy before I go to bed. Big graphic, but dietary, dietary requirements are important. And um, anyway, so Fraser Garrick, he's eating one pie and he's being filmed on the TV. The commentators are having a bit of a laugh. Go, look at the G train down this pie, which is so Australian <laughs> to just like, oh, look at ex-AFL players, even with the grandstands and he's eating a pie. What a down-to-earth bloke. It's like, it's just a pie. Like <laughs> we all like pies at the footy. And, uh, and he, he's hooking into it, by the way. He's not Ooh. just having a nibble. He's fucking doing this thing in like four bites. He's throwing this pie down like like it's a fucking shot put down the back of his throat. He's just yeeting <laughs> it down. And uh, he's a big boy. He's a G train, right? And it's all aboard fucking just the pie train, right? And he's just woofing this pie down. And then the person in front of him kind of turns around, has a bit of a chat. And you can't really hear the discussion, but you don't need to. It's no words needed to be said. Fraser Garrick did one of the most Australian things and most honourable things I've ever seen a grown man do in public. He reached down to his backup pie (laughs) and handed a complete stranger in front of him a pie that was intended for the G train. Is there a higher honour in sport or... Australia name a higher accolade or Nobel prize get fucked you moron. I would take a half cold four and 20 processed pie off the G train over a Nobel peace prize any day of the week for two reasons. One much more likely that I would get a hand at a pie by the G train than me ever winning a Nobel Peace Prize. But secondly, what are you going to do with the Peace Prize? Oh, get a pat on the back. Nah. Fraser Garrick gave that person an experience they'll never forget. Not only a four and 20 pies, and this might be controversial, but I I talked to this with Reese during the week, huge call from me. I think the 4 and 20 meat pie, the, you know, the, the one I'm talking about, the single meat pie is the best pie over 70% of bakery pies. Sure, I'm not going to ignore that there's a top 30% of high-tier bakery pies going around there depending on the bakery. I'm not an idiot, right? I have taste buds. But I'm just saying it's kind of like the Carlton Dry or Draft of pies, it's it is nothing special, but you know what you're gonna get, and it's a staple, and it's also reasonably priced and and readily available at every sporting venue where you'd want a pie. So that's what that's my case. Case closed. Four and twenty. Sponsor me. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Fraser Garrick. Mad shout outs to him. One of the most Australian acts of kindness I've ever seen. In and and we need more of that. If more people had backup pies to give to a, strain- to a stranger, we wouldn't have people starving on the street. you know. We wouldn't have people starving at football games during the third quarter when it's getting intense and you're trying to hold your piss because you don't want to miss any of the action. Who's got your back? The G-Train does. So massive shout-out to Fraser Garrick. I will admit um, I watched that video five times uh, recently I was laughing every goddamn time and we will be posting it on our social media uh, this week in some form, uh, maybe with me talking about it, just so you guys can see uh, a hero at work. And I don't know what the moral of this uh, story is, particularly those who don't even know who Fraser Garrick is, but I think the moral is be more like the G train, you know? Step step aboard, all aboard the train of kindness and back up pies. And great. And And that's all that needs to be said about that. And uh, I'll be honest, I hadn't thought about Fraser Gehrig for a while. <laughs> it would probably been a decade since I'd heard his name. But during the week, it's all I've talked about. People are like, have you seen the G train? And I was like, what? I'm like, you didn't see him give the backup pie? You show people the video, they go, fuck. Yeah, massive talking point. What a, it was a huge talking point during the week. I reckon it landed in every male group chat in Victoria yeah. um, throughout the week. It was uh, big news, which you know. <laughs> It's uh, been a good week, meaning there's not, not a lot of bad stuff's happened if people are talking about G-Train's backup line. <laughs> Guys, we interrupted this podcast. We have a sponsor on the show. <clears throat> Welcome Manscaped. They are sponsoring the Luke Higel Hour. And you know what? My balls are glad for it. And your balls will thank me and you if you use our code. Right? Basic. It's co- the code's Basic. Why? Because I'm basic, and you know what your nuts are going to look like after this? Basic, which is what you want. You don't want fancy nuts, okay? You want just a basic trim down there. It can be used for guys, girls, get the uh, lawnmower uh, 3.0. They spent 18 months perfecting this trimmer, dude. You can do a lot of shit in 18 months. Mm. They just perfected this trimmer. So there's a lot of thought that's gone into this. Now, I'm going to read what they told me to read. Mate. Hey boy yeah, buddy, come on, you going. <laughs> Mate, they didn't say that. Mate, when's the last time you shaved that quarantine bush in your pants? Oh was that rhetor- was that rhetorical? Fuck, I was waiting for all our audience to answer. I shouldn't have put a question mark at the end, I'm fucking Ron Burgundy. Um, support for Ah, oh, insert podcast name. Support for insert podcast name is brought to you by <laughs> Manscaped. <laughs> Um, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped. Dude, you guys know this already. You've seen him around. If you haven't, I can't believe you haven't uh, seen him around. But yeah, we all know. They sent us the uh, the, the trimmer, and God damn. Oh. Okay, what's a smooth surface? Marble. Marble. And my cock at the moment. <laughs> well, not really. But my cock's always been My balls, though. Man. If I chucked them on a bench, people would just start... Using it to serve food on, because they're as smooth as a marble bench top, right? That's how smooth they are, because of this bad boy. 90 minutes, right? Use the code, I would highly encourage it. Um, I don't promote things that I don't actually use myself. I do use this, and um, here's, here's what I love. They send you a bunch of little goodies with it, ball toner. Now, I don't, to be honest, I don't know what that is, right? I know it turns you nuts. I mean, when I first read that, you know like when you read the ab toner, you think, oh, I'm going to get ripped abs, you know, I'll turn my abs. <laughs> I think this is going to give me, like, a six-pack on my nuts. <laughs> so, um, get a ball toner. You'll have ripped nuts. <laughs> but not ripped. Not, not ripped because it's a smooth shave. They won't rip your nuts, but um, they will look uh, defined. So, get your ball toner. And ball deodorant, in case you're out there with stanky nuts. They can help you out with that, too. Um, no one wants stanky nuts on a first date or in general. So, um, yeah, your balls will thank you. Use our code uh, BASIC. For free shipping and 20% off. You're welcome. There you go. Now, back to the podcast. Use code BASIC, free shipping, 20% off, lawnmower 3.0. Uh, I'd seriously recommend this um, if you've got disheveled balls. All right, now let's get back to it. Go trim that bush, you, you dirty nutter. Ugh. <laughs> Leave it in. All right. So, um, yeah, one story I forgot to tell from the show uh, a couple weeks back. Um, we're in Geelong and I was doing the meet and greet. Now I'm already having a bit of a bumpy run this tour in regards to, uh, accidentally being an asshole to my, uh, lovely. I was going to say fans. I don't like that word, but you know, the lovely people who come to see my show. Uh, I've, I had an incident in Shepparton, which I talked about on the podcast where I said, um, what do you get up to in the world, Jim, big boy? And it turns out it was not a big boy. It was a girl. And she seemed offended. A bit of an update on that one. Um, her name was Jamie. She's lovely. She was. She still thinks it's super funny. She messaged me a few weeks later saying, hey, hey just so you know, uh, pretty funny. I, th- I thought you'd like to know this. Um, all my friends and family call me big boy now. <laughs> Even her mum who was with her oh at the God. show. Her <laughs> mum started it. so And I was like, I'm so sorry. She goes, nah, it's great. So, um, yeah, she's got a nickname, which is pretty rough. So everyone kind of, she walks into the kitchen, and I think people go, like she said, uh, I walk into the kitchen, and people go, like, you know, what do you want for dinner tonight, big boy? Um, pretty rough. And I'm sorry that I've started that for you, Jamie, but, you know, you can't fight nicknames in this country. You get what you're given, unfortunately, and that's a – and, and and I have to live with that for the rest of my life, uh, that moment. And it was pretty rough. A couple of rough ones happened on the weekend. But a couple of weeks ago, I can't believe I forgot to tell this story. All right, I'm in the meet and greet, taking photos with people. Now, you're going to know is that for once, there's usually music happening in the background of a meet and greet because it's at a bar or something. And music just helps the ambience of any crowded room. I think we can agree. Just like some background noise you know, to hide your conversation a bit. So... You're not talking too loud. And we're in this quiet foyer. There was no background music. I'm meeting everyone. So which means pretty much 30 people in the line back can almost hear every interaction I have with whoever's at the front of the line, taking a photo, saying hi or whatever. Um, So everyone's kind of listening to me because there's not a lot else to do uh, or they're buying merch or whatever. So there's not too much chatter in the room. This bloke comes up with his girlfriend. I meet him. You And he goes, All right, jump in for the photo. So his girlfriend jumps in for the photo. He is taking it and he starts going to town on the photo button. Just going bang, 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 bang. He's like, Fucking, like, really, like, I was like, All right, you know how people like take multiple photos? Yeah, yeah. They sometimes take a selfie as a meme on someone else's phone. Suck shit, now you have to delete these. Look, it's a five out of 10, that joke. I thought he was doing that, right? He's gone, bang, 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 And I just go, all right, mate. Yeah, you've taken enough. Like, slow down with the rapid fire champ. Like, trying to get a laugh out of his girlfriend. Like, I'm kind of saying it in jest. And he's doing this. And then he goes, oh, no, I, I actually have Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The silence in that room after that. Was deafening. A few people in the line go, "Oh, he's done it again." Because uh, <laughs> I think at that show, I'd already talked about what happened in Shepherdon on stage, yeah. and then in the meet and greet, I'd do another one. He thought it was hilarious. Thank God, his girlfriend thought it was funny. But God damn, I felt so bad because it was just such an innocent mistake. Because I wasn't really watching his hand tremor. Mm. I was kind of just watching his thumb and his thumb was like bang, 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 bang. bang. And I was thinking like, regardless, like, (laughs) yes, he had Parkinson's, but I also think he would have taken a fair few accidentally because of the tremor or whatever. But he was quite young and it's just so like, you know, obviously you can get it when you're young, but he was probably like my age. And I was just like, it's just so unlikely. Like, it's way more likely that someone's just taking the piss out of their girlfriend than someone that young having it. And, um, man, it was a bit of a... We had a good chuckle about it, but, God damn, rough. And I, d- I don't know what it is. I just always dig myself holes. It's because I have no filter. And uh, same thing happened in Aubrey. A ripper bloke in the front row. Um, his name was uh, Thomas. Great chap. He was on a first date uh, with a girl in the front row. So we're kind of getting to know these people in the front. Turns out it's the strangest first date of all time. She, the girl who's on the date is sitting next to her mum on a first date at the show. And the guy has bought his sister and a couple of her friends. Yeah. So I was like, hang on what? This is the strangest first date of all time. Then it comes out that they girl she's like oh i kind of i'm like isn't this weird having the mom on the date what are you guys doing and she's like oh no it's not weird i already know his family i used to date his brother i go like, what i'm like now you're dating the older brother she goes yeah and then like and there was only a month between the two relationships mm. i was like oh god damn this is getting regional as fuck i thought i was in tasmania you know and then this guy is the most confident dude i've ever seen he's joking about going for the three-way with the the, his date and her mum out loud yeah, like his yeah. mum's sitting there and he's like yeah hey, buddy might be a threesome or whatever and I was like what are you, what are you doing and the guy had no shoes on he, the confidence to take your shoes off during a first date and just sit there with your stinky socks out and he's got like four beers in front of him he's chilling he's having a great time watching the show rip a bloke I signed his ass afterwards <laughs> you know he's that kind of energy rip a bloke and um, so it, it was fucking hilarious, man We're having this back and forth You probably will see it on my YouTube channel, I reckon It was pretty funny yeah. And um, we'll see But uh, yeah, we're going, kind of going back and forth And then um, later in the show I do that bit in my show about fetishes That you might have seen online And he goes, oh yeah, some people have a fetish um, Of being into cancer patients And all you are going to know is I've gone pretty hard on this guy throughout the show like I've, I've gone to town and being like, mate, you, this is, you are not going to get a second date. This is fucked. You're drunk. You have no shoes on. <laughs> the mum's there. The girl's like, at this point's like, what have, what, have, what have I done? I'm like, there's going to be no date too. So I've gone pretty hard on this bloke. And, uh, and then he goes, oh, yeah, some girls uh, have a kink for cancer patients. And I go, oh, how do you know that? And by the way, this is 30 seconds after I've just made a make a wish joke. <laughs> He goes, oh, because I've had cancer for seven years. And the whole crowd just goes, oh, fuck. And I'm just at this point, point, I'm just thinking like, how does this keep happening to me? That is so unlucky. Yeah. Like how, like he looked, he didn't look like he had cancer. He was wearing a beanie, but I just thought regional Victoria, you know, there was a lot of people wearing caps and stuff in the crowd. That's just what people in regional Victoria, Victoria, New South Wales, do so. Um, yeah, sorry, it wasn't regional Victoria. Albury is over the border, but same shit. <sighs> so he was great about it. He thought it was funny, but um, oh boy, I dug myself a hole. That one was hard to get out of. Yeah, I kind of just moved on. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> I made a couple more make a wish jokes, and I was like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I think I pointed. That's what I did. I pointed at the girl, and I was like, oh, this explains why you're with him. Yuri's wish. <laughs> And then everyone just went, Jesus Christ. And I I just had to move on. (laughs) It was fucked. But um, yeah, a bit of bloody fun. Yeah. You know, that's all right. So um, he was a good sport about it afterwards. And that's what I've been loving this year is like every time I have one of these awkward scenarios, it's never offended anyone, which is great. Um, If anything, like the other people in the crowd will be like, oh, and the people who are like, I'm doing the joke to will be like, can you shut the fuck up and <clears throat> stop getting offended on my behalf? That's what um the girls who I picked on about their um pasta names. This clip went really big on TikTok. Got like almost three million views on TikTok. Um, I say these girls. These girls' names just sounded like pasta. Like the name of like Labrini, Alini. Uh, like and it just and they were Greek. And all these Greek people were getting really offended in the comments. And the girl who it was about was like, hey can you stop getting offended on my behalf? We were in the front row and thought well, this was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And also they sent me how to spell their name so I could upload it. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> can you just post that? And I'm like, I'll tell you how to spell my name so you can do the subtitles. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. And um, yeah, man, it was so funny. So um, yeah, people just get weird offended on other people's behalf. And like other people are like, oh my God, this guy's got cancer. He can't say that. And the Thomas guy who's got cancer is just like looking around going, can you all yeah. shut the fuck up? Like, if dude, if you can't laugh about it after seven years, then, God, your life's going to be pretty grim. Mm-hmm. He was like my age as well. He was a young guy, so it would almost been a third of his life probably. Um, so, yeah, man, he was a ripper bloke at the end. Well, great to meet. It's so cool to meet people with uh, interesting stories and stuff afterwards. And, uh, yeah, so I appreciate everyone coming out. The shows have been so much fun. LukeKidgel.com. I'd love to see you. Pretty much every single show has sold out, uh, pretty much since the first regional ones. Even some of those did sell out. Literally, every, almost every show of the tour has sold out since the last two weeks. The Coney Festival. Oh shit! Every show is sold out. Mental. Mental. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, guy. Oh, this is another thing. Reese and I discovered over the weekend. Regional Australia, for all the shit that it cops, has its perks. The beers are unbelievably cheap. We had a huge weekend of investing. You know, people my age invest in crypto, and I put $200 into my CoinSpot account to have a play around with it. I couldn't be bothered. You know, I have been investing in small business, right, in regional towns, (laughs) all right? And if you don't go out there, it sickens me, the people who won't go and support small business, you know? Mm. We go and support it every night after the two (laughs) hours. During regional Queensland So many small businesses Will get a bit of a kickback From my shows (laughs) And that's what I'm doing For regional Australia Alright It's been a tough year And for hospitality And the least I could do Is give back In exchange for draft You know And This is what happened Right So we're such City boys We're used to these uh, Ridiculous prices In the city Well I ordered Two pints Of uh, Beer At the pub so I go, I'm like, oh, I'll pay cash. So I go, have a $20 note. And then i go, oh, it's two pints. Usually the city, 12, 13 bucks a pint or 11 for draft or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't really have coins. It's going to be over 20. So I'll get another $5 note. I handed her a $25 note and just kind of like, you know when you hand the bartender the money, then you just kind of keep looking around the bar. Cause you're like, I've sorted that. She's going to go to the teal. I got 15 seconds of people watching. You know, I'll look up at the sport or turn around to race or whatever. I kind of turn away and then I notice out of my peripheral vision that she hasn't walked to the till and I'm like, can I help you? (laughs) Like thinking like I'm in the right here and she stares at the $25. She looks back at me and she goes, you can take this one back and she hands me the $5.00 back and I go, oh, great. Must be $10 pints here. What a fucking bargain. Mm. Isn't that unreal? And then, so she pours the beers. I grab them. I go to walk away. I'm not even expecting change because $10 for a pint, unbelievable. I'll take that deal any day, right? I go to walk away and she goes, sorry, you change. And I go, What? What?" (laughs) She's not holding. Oh, I go. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. They have a tip jar. It's gonna be like a one dollar coin. They might maybe nine dollar fifty pints. She hands me back six dollars twenty. Oh no, seven dollars twenty. Yeah. There. I'm like, how much were they? She goes two pints, twelve dollars eighty. And I go, oh, I wanted two. And she goes, yes, <laughs> for two. And I just sat there and she was staring at me like, where are you from? And I just go, oh, I'm not from here. (laughs) It's the second time in a row in Adelaide, they had a blue draft on tap. And I go, is that normal Carlton draft? And the guy goes, yes. And I go, oh, okay, I'm not from here. I didn't know. And I'm like, I'm used to Burgundy with draft, you know? And then she just stares at me. She's like, it's two pints. Why would it cost more than $12.80? And I'm just like... Look, you're preaching the choir. I get that. But I'm just shocked. And she was just baffled at the whole exchange. So was mm. I. And she's just staring at me like, is he on drugs? And I was just like, yeah, I'm high on life. This is fucking unreal. <laughs> it was great. And um, we capitalized. Ooh. We made a lot of money that night, man. We did. Think of the savings. Mm. You know, and the savings will be passed on. Um, what's the next show? Wollongong. No, Geelong. Geelong. Oh, I probably won't drink after long. Probably head home. But um, yeah, the savings will be passed on to the New South Wales uh, border because uh, Wollongong will be up next. And uh, get your tickets. Wollongong is uh, not sold out yet, actually. Uh, There's still like 80 tickets left. So I'd love to see you there. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I didn't say all the shows at the start. Damn it. Sydney. You guys know the drill. Sydney, Newcastle, extra show. Oh, I added a brand new Melbourne show. We sought out the Comics Lounge. That's unreal. That's like a dream I had since I started comedy. And now I added a second one. So thank you. I didn't think that would sell out, the extra show. So it did. sold out in three weeks. And now the new ones are, yeah, already sold like over 150 tickets. So get in quick. The second one might sell out too. I appreciate it. Um, all right. We're making money, small business. See, this is, we're like becoming a financial advice podcast. Yeah. This is great. We should be on the finance slash crypto investing section of iTunes. (laughs) And people come here for just great bargains, you know, happy hour deals they can get at (laughs) pubs in Wagga, you know, (laughs) Romano's Hotel. It was a bit of a vibe. And then a rugby club. Came in as we were leaving yeah. to capitalize on the uh, investment opportunities as well. You don't see the rugby boys investing too much, but no. uh, you know some of them are pretty uh, smart with their money. Clearly, which is great. <laughs> uh, I don't know where they rolled in from, but they already looked like they'd been doing a lot of investing that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, down alleyways, they were. <laughs> they were. Um, there looks like some of their jaws had been doing a lot of investing as well. They were flip flopping about. Um, speaking of flip flopping, this reminds me. I've uh, been on a three week hunt now for a new catchphrase. If you haven't been listening to the saga, uh, people have been, listeners of the show have been suggesting catchphrases. I've been trialing them for a week, seeing them how I go. And uh, I do have some updates, and I think I have some um, ones that have stuck during the week. So exciting exciting times for me. Um, I'm trying to slowly wean myself off um, epic, lit, and cool which I still have been saying. Yeah. Quite a lot. But uh, it's so much fun cuz Meg and I have started this call and response thing where I say epic, she says lit, and I say and and then she says cool. Yeah. And it's a oh, it's fuck, it's a lot of fun. It, that's hard to to not do. You know, if you know like you're going to get the call and response back from someone, you try not having that much fun. You In tried to do it with place. me the other night, but I refused. To yeah, record. I go epic, and you just went no, <laughs> <laughs> and you went sicketh maybe. Um, you know what one has sucked? We we we, <laughs> we joked about it last week, being like we could never say that we're far too white. Reese and I have been saying get the strap all week, <laughs> <laughs> all weekend on tour. We're like, so we we Reese looked up the meaning behind get the strap, and um, Fifty Cent. We thought it meant like strap up, like get guns, get loaded, you know, get ready to roll in with the, with the boys. We thought it was like a gang term for get the strap, which I think it, it is, it is. <laughs> but 50 cent claims that it just means get to work, like start hustling. Yeah. So now Reece and I use it in that context. Like, you know, it, it, we 10am start of the work day. Yes. We start at 10am. This is a casual workplace. We go for shred lunch breaks. Right. Uh, we, we get in there at 10am ready for a big seven hours of work <laughs> and um, I just go get the strap mate you know and he's like you too brother get the strap and then we just go about our days and uh, it's a bit of fun it is. and it, and I think it, the added fun is uh, we are too white to say that <laughs> and that that makes it fun. So I uh, get the strap has actually become part of our vocab which is shocking. Um, I haven't adopted no walkers too much at all. No. Um, I have, however, started adopting one that I haven't really. I said it to you a couple of times just in passing, but I don't think you even understood that it was slowly becoming a catchphrase of mine. I say "Cheers to that, brother!" a lot. Yeah, and I'm obsessed with it. It's it's, it's you can use it for any situation. You know, someone goes uh, after the show, good show, mate. Oh, cheers to that, brother. That's one of the more appropriate things to say. It, but I'll even say it in a place where it doesn't even really apply. Someone, uh, you know, it's mainly like, you can say there's a no worries or uh, anything really. Like Keelan will be like, oh, I've, uh, I've got my subway. Like the other day, Keelan was like, oh, my new subway loyalty cards come in. I go, hey, cheers to that, brother. You know, it's just a bit of fun between lads, cheering to that. And, and it's a bit of fun putting up like a, a fake glass that you're chinking in conversation. (laughs) You know, it's a bit of a mime chink. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, Cheers to that brother has become one of my top three, most used phrases. Epic lit and cool needs to be bummed down to bottom, you know, like out of, out of the top five. Unfortunately, it's still kicking around about number two. Um, Get the strap probably fourth. Yep. Oh no, actually no. First is probably get the strap. Second would be, have to be Epic Lit and Cool. Third, cheers to that brother, maybe. Or yeah. fourth, I don't know. This is this one I wanted to trial on you. Okay. And I'm, and we've got a few more suggestions. I'll run them by you. Um, and and sound off below, and you know, comment below. Um, we'll have to do the ad read at the end. By the way. Yeah. I just realized. Sorry, <laughs> You've already heard the ad read, but I just realized I've left it too long. You've already heard it. Um, Dylan suggested. All Gravy Baby. (laughs) I don't hate it. Um, It's a bit of fun. Yeah. It is. Actually, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) All Gravy Baby is pretty good, actually. Fuck, I don't hate that at all. Even reading it. It doesn't rhyme, but it rolls off the tongue nice. Um, What you know about rolling off the tongue? Sorry, I can't stop singing that song. Um, Okay, this one was my one. And I've said it a few times and... People hate it more than Epic and go. <laughs> it's, it's a parody of Slip Slop Slap. It's a Flip Flop Flap. <laughs> what, content do you, what context do you use that in? Any context. People like Meg was like, I'm going to duck down to the shops. So I'm like, Flip Flop Flap. <laughs> it reminds me of, um. have you seen Community. Oh, There's a guy on the show His name's uh, Magnitude And he's this guy who goes to this community college And he's uh, catchphrase He's the only thing he ever says in the show He's like a side character And he just says, pop, pop And it doesn't really mean anything But everyone <laughs> yeah. just loves him And everyone goes, ah, pop, pop, back <laughs> it, it reminds me of It has the same energy about it Of just, it's just the thing Yeah, You know, it doesn't mean anything But at the same time it kind People kind of understand it because sometimes like you know um Dewey Finn in School of Rock yeah. once said to Lawrence uh catch you on the flip oh no he said to the whole class catch you on the flip flop later yeah yeah so that's a that's an expression that's not commonly used <laughs> but it is used in one movie starring Jack Black um if you'd say someone flip flop flap you, it can be applied to the context of whatever you're in yeah for example you're at a funeral yeah Someone's died. Yeah, you go up to their mum. Flip flop flap. She's like, "Oh, thanks." That that's a sorry. You know that means. Oh man, sorry, but life keeps moving. I think that's what that means. It's like flip flop flap. It could mean like at a sporting game, your team kicks a goal. Flip flop flap, and then you high five Mm. a friend. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I I feel like it's a very versatile catchphrase, and um. The more I say it, the more I hate it, but the more <laughs> I love it at the same time because I, you know, it's kind of like Jake Paul. Um, it's kind of like the the juxtaposition. That was a big word for this podcast. Oh, Sorry, I'll turn it back. The uh, difference, I should say, between the Paul brothers, you know. I would say get the strap, um, no wuckers, all gravy baby. They're the Logan Paul of catchphrases. Some... Somewhat controversial, but overall now very likable and I I guess favoured, right? Flip-flop-flap is the Jake Paul of catchphrases. People fucking hate it, but they can't stop. Mm. You just can't stop watching it, you know? I I, I fucking follow him on Instagram. I like his posts. I don't like the guy. He annoys me, but I know he's doing it on purpose. And it's like, if I heard you say flip-flop-flap, I'd be like, I fucking hate that but I, I understand where he's coming from. Mm. So that's it guys. Flip, flop, flap. Jeez. I don't have that at all. It's a good sign off phrase as well. You know, like, all right guys, that's the end of the podcast. Flip, flop, flap. And the start of the podcast, we go get the strap because we're about to get to work. Damn. <laughs> I'm making up my own language at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you speak fluent Luke? <laughs> that's it. We need to like think of a better name for the language. Um, Luke-lish. Like English, but Luke. Nah, I don't like it. We'll workshop the language <laughs> name. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with our catchphrases. There's one more. Um, Kyle suggested fair bump. That one, yeah, this, this is not really in my vocab, fair no. bump. but I like it though. When people go, oh, fair bump. I'm like, oh, that's, that, that's not bad. Um, Justin, I love this one. He suggested yesem instead of yes. He said, man, it's addictive and my girlfriend hates it, which makes me want to do it more. Um, and I understand that. So instead of just saying yes, you go yes, mm, and it's pronounced like with an um mm at the end. Pretty annoying. But p- sounds pretty fun. Ask me a question. Uh, so what are we doing after the podcast today? Like, <laughs> I can't really answer that with yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't use it in any... Well, we're getting the strap at the skate park. Okay, we're okay, getting okay. to work. Um, ask me a yes or no question. So do I come to work tomorrow at 10? Flip, flop, flap. See, even that one works. Or I was supposed to say yes em, but yeah. I, I couldn't fucking help myself. <laughs> That's how good flip, flop, flap is. Um, Yes-em. Yeah, cool. I feel like it has to be said with a little bit of flavor. You can't just say it monotone. Anyway, guys, we're, we're rambling. Um, the point is I've na- I've narrowed it down to three catchphrases and I'm thinking now all gravy, baby. The more I think about it, the more I love it as well. So yeah. thank you, Dylan, for that suggestion. Um, all right. Um. What else is written? Oh, okay, the, the, we have three more uh, bits of content written on the whiteboard. One of them just says, what do you all know about rolling around in the deep? <laughs> now, I don't think that's good content, <laughs> but it is a bit fun. Uh, I can't stop listening to that song. I I'm like the same with songs that I am with catchphrases and things I say. I just like garbage too much. My brain is just a fucking dump at this point of memes and... How can I annoy people closest around me? And it's just a fucking bin that uh, it's been lit on fire. And I keep pouring more kerosene over the fire because my old song that I used to sing all the time. Do you remember it? Pitbull? Timber. Yeah. Yeah. I used to always sing, it's going down. I'm yelling timber. Like every day, probably 20 times, just under my breath, walking through the kitchen. And it annoys everyone. And that's fair because it's Pitbull featuring Kesha, um, or is it Kesha featuring Pitbull? It doesn't matter, right? It was a it was a collab that should have never existed. <laughs> it's a banger. I'm glad that it exists, but it shouldn't have. And I could have died happy without that song being in my life. Uh, the new one is "What You Know About Rolling Down in the <laughs> dude. Every uh, it's like TikTok songs get stuck in people's head, and this one I can't get over and. Posing the question to people: What do you know about rolling round in the deep? Uh, is my new thing? Is it shit? Yes. Does it have any comedic value or merit? Absolutely fucking not. Not even a slither of humour involved in that. No one likes it. Not even Lewis can get on board this one, except for me. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. And I and now oh and Killen, but Killen's has a really low bar. Of what he finds funny, it's pretty much just me and <laughs> you. You don't even like this no. one. No, you hate this one. What you know? <laughs> what you know about rolling <laughs> down? Like I don't know. The only people who would know, I was breaking this down to Reese before the podcast and our sound test. But the only person who would know about rolling around in the deep is probably Adele. She knows about rolling in the deep, and also, um, uh, Limp Biscuit. They know a lot about rolling. Yeah. But they were just rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. You know? They, <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't rolling below sea level, you know? So they, they know about surface level rolling. Optimus Prime and the Autobots know how to roll out of a situation. Snoop Dogg, he's, again, rolling expert, but joints. I just don't know. I don't think anyone knows enough about. I think that's why the the guy. I think his name's Mask Wolf. He's Australian. Maybe we could get a hold of him. I just want to know. Like I think that's why he posed the question. What do you know about rolling round in the deep? Because it's like, fuck. He probably had the same thought process that I did. Like, uh, you know, other than Adele, and scuba divers. No one really knows much. Oh, and those fish that have the lanterns and the teeth yeah. like in Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yeah, they know a lot about swimming around in the deep. Oh, puffer fish. Do they roll because they're little balls? They go, and then they go. I think they roll. <laughs> well, why do they blow up then? Oh, because they're like little, yeah, little fat pred, you know, to, to stop predators from yeah. sharks from eating them. Yeah, yeah, because it's like idiot cactus. Fuck that. Yeah, okay. Not for rolling. No. Yeah, okay. That sucks. Yeah, what a what a evolutionary um uh, thing they missed out on then. You know, they were pretty they were pretty much just a ball. Um so yeah. Luke I wanna I wanna get to the bottom of this. What do people know about rolling down in the deep? It's something something brain and a mental freeze, I think is the answer. But um Again, it's a question I've been posing to people all week and no one is taking it seriously. So can people start taking this fucking seriously? Send us an email and uh, yeah, we'll read them next episode. <laughs> uh, this podcast has just turned... I mean, it always was, but it's even more so lately. It's just turned into... Um, oh, no, it died. The battery died, guys, of the camera. We need to quickly do a, a bat change and we'll be back. All righty, we're back. Um, what was I talking about? Roll on. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of what I was just talking about. You know, it's time to move on. Anyway, we need to do a Shred Zone update, guys, because we You are shredded. now entering the Shred Zone. Gnarly. Kickflip. Ramp. Tony Hawk. Two adults desperately trying to relive their youth. This is the Shred Zone. Zone, zone, zone. Cool. echo. Yeah, I was, doing a, I was doing an imaginary tech deck uh, shred on the microphone there. Uh, yep, we have taken up skating as, uh, as for skating as middle-aged men. You know, I feel like we're in... <laughs> it is, for the skating lifespan, you know, there's a few outliers like Tony Hawk, but people mainly start when they're nine and people mainly wrap up before they're 30. So we're actually... Pensioners in the skating world. Yeah, and I felt that way when we went to the Wagga skate park. We just got um, just owned by eight-year-olds on scooters. Scooters have become huge, particularly amongst regional places, maybe, but even everywhere, mm. scooters amongst kids. Like oh, back in our back in our day, scooter kids used to get fucking destroyed. Yeah, if you were on your razor, you're like, "Cool, you fucking loser." <laughs> cool handlebars. Just ride a bike if you want handlebars. It's bigger wheels. It's more efficient. There was no appeal for scootering back in the day other than smashing your ankles on those things, trying to do a fucking tail whip or whatever you call it. Um, But these days, you're a nerd if you skate at a skate park. These kids, they're on bikes, they're on scooters. We were the only people there on skateboards. Yeah. Yeah, and this other girl came, but she kept falling off, and I felt really bad for her, but but she was trying, you yeah. know, and I I respected her ten times more than these fucking nerds. They were like eight, but still, they're fucking <laughs> nerds on these scooters, these children. Man, they were, they were laughing at us. One kid said, oh, you bitched it when I <laughs> – he was like nine, and I was like, you, you shouldn't even be saying that word. That's a swear word, all right? You, you are – a." You know, you can swear when you're mm, 13. <laughs> Don't swear when you're nine. You know, he was like, you bitched it, man. And I was like, f- do you know Do you know? My- I was so close to telling a nine-year-old to go fuck himself. Like so close. <laughs> I had to just control all my anger. And I was like, oh, yeah. And internally, I was like, you fucking dick. I was just like, you fucking, you on a scooter, you little shit. Like, oh, but you, you tell? It was so much better than me as well. He was good at it. He was like dropping in these vertical ramps on a scooter. He was like, and then one other kid was like, oh, <laughs> he goes, do you want to go on my scooter? So I had to go. Dude, this kid's got balls. That I was not going to do that shit. Vertical down a ramp on a scooter. That's how your teeth get spread all over the skate park. I'm not doing that shit. I'm too old. You know, this there was this 14-year-old kid there, and he just like came over and started talking yeah. to us. He was a nice guy. Um, dude, you know, Okay. <laughs> 14-year-olds are hilarious, and here's why. (laughs) Firstly, they don't know it yet, right? He came over to me, and they do these like little brags, but they pretend they're not bragging. He goes, you know what the worst thing to ever happen to me was? And I go, okay, okay. what was the worst thing that ever happened to you? He goes, man, wearing my Gucci shoes at the skate park. (laughs) Hey, man, you might as well throw a parade. With the front float that says, I have Gucci shoes. You might as well hire a blimp and make it fly over the skate park being like, I own a pair of expensive footwear. Just say I have Gucci shoes. You don't need to butter me up with, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? I laughed at the kid's face when he said that. I went, ha-ha, and then I skated away. <laughs> I was like, I don't know you. You're from Wagga. I'm not going to come back here for another year. And the chances of you being there are actually probably pretty high. He'll be 15. So, you know, he'll probably still be at the skate park. But, um, yeah, what else did he say? He said some funny shit, man. He's so good. Um, It's just funny. Like, he just got me like, yeah, man, like, let me know. And he he started showing us videos. He's like, this is the first time I did an Ollie. This is the first time I did a kickflip. Drop in. And I'm like to him, I'm like, dude, I don't even know your name. Like, you just came over and started talking <laughs> to us, and um, then I just started skating away. And Reese is too nice, and I just would leave Reese and Meg with him. And you guys were just like, oh, yeah, oh, cool, man. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. And um, and that's okay. And he's fourteen; and he doesn't know yet, and that's fine. But um, and and I kept he kept on me like, man, you need to go check out this other skate park. And I was like, oh, I'm not from here, man. We're leaving tomorrow. And he's like, why would you leave? Like. I was like, because this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would I stay? I'm like, and then this is what got me. He was like, man, you should go down this ramp on the scooter. And I go, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And he goes, oh, you're a pussy. And I go, no, I just have like shit to do tomorrow. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I'm an adult. Like I have to, I have a job. Like I have a whole tour to do. Like I can't just be in the hospital here for a week. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like I... And he and he couldn't fathom that. He's like, "What do you mean you have like stuff to lose?" I'm like, "Dude, I have so much to lose if I face plant going down this ramp, and almost nothing to gain. Like the only thing I gain is mildly impressing a 14 year old in Wagga, which, you know, I'm secure enough in myself to not need that level of validation. You know, like I I, I get enough serotonin on stage. I don't need like the approval of this guy. You know, wearing like a like a vest from Cotton On, you know, or Kmart, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, so that was a lot of fun. We are, we've improved. I, I think I've gotten slightly more confident on the board. I'm um, I, I, good at going down the ramps on the skate park. I'm not good at going up them, and I can't turn around. See, Reese is the opposite. He, he, you know what? You don't like taking risks because I think you've been hurt in the past. Yeah. Like you, you've fallen off your motorbike and you've ended up in, you know, the ICU and yeah. like Reese skates like a man with everything to lose. <laughs> like he, he's better than me at skateboarding and he knows that, but he's also like, dude, I just don't want to break my wrist in Wagga. Like it's not fucking worth it. And I agree, <laughs> but I'm always like, go on, do it, do it, do it. You're better than me. And I'm like, cause like, I can do it. Like I can go down these ramps yeah. and there's a lot of peer pressure. It's pretty toxic. And, um, and then Reese is always like going, oh, "No, you fucking do what I do. You do a kickflip." he's like, "You can't even do an ollie." And I'm like, "Yes," because I'll hurt myself. And he goes, "Exactly," and I'll hurt myself down the ramp. So there's a lot of infighting, and um, and then we just end up getting it broken up because a 14 year old tries to talk to us, or an 8 year old yells, "You're a bitch!" from the other side of the park. <laughs> um, but it's a bit of fun, um, and Reese is like good at. You got so high. I think it was like, was it a vert ramp? Is that what they're called? Yeah. I said it like such a dad, a vert ramp. Um, You're like vert ramp, bro. He got so high. He like does the thing where he goes up the ramp and then at the top of the ramp, he turns around and goes back down. (laughs) I can't go up on two wheels. That's crazy. I'm a four wheels guy. You know, that's why I won't touch a scooter. Fuck that. All right. I'll do a bike. Sure. But yeah, man, every time I go up on two wheels, I'd freak out. I thought I'm going to crack my head on the pavement. Um, And then some kid's going to call me a bitch and, they correct. So, uh, yeah, you're getting good. Thank you. Yeah. Ruben was taking a lot of risks as well. Ooh, yeah. Ruben's definitely good. He's a bit of a thrill seeker. Um, Reese and I are definitely a little more conservative when we go to the parks. So I'm just like, oh, I definitely <laughs> want to like break my head today. You know, like maybe I'll do brain damage tomorrow. I want another day of full brain yeah. capacity. And then I couldn't do that investing later at night. Mm. Like I'd prefer to um, ruin my brain slowly through supporting small business yeah. um, than at once in one hit on the pavement. Uh, we probably should wear helmets and stuff, but you know, we're too cool, dude. We're skaters. Minute 20. All right. Yeah. Great. I was going to bust out the jar, but we don't really need to. No. Man, that we have it, we have it written down on our whiteboard, bust out the jar, And it's the emergency content jar that, um, Lauren or Laura, shit. I really should have remembered that Lauren. I think it was. (laughs) Rich looks at me like, don't know, man. Wasn't there when I, (laughs) I didn't meet her, but, um, yeah, she gave us uh, this emergency content jar. Anyway, we won't be needing it today. So we'll save that for next week. And, um, yeah, guys, we just, uh, just found out as well. I uh, added a new Adelaide show. We're coming back because all the shows sold out. So um, if you missed out in Adelaide, now is your goddamn chance. Please come. We're doing a way bigger room. And I'm intimidated uh, about putting on all these extra shows um, because it scares me because uh, no one likes failing in a big room full of no people. So please come. Great. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, yeah, use the code BASIC for MANSCAPED. Yet that ball trimmer, you can shave your butt, you could shave your your puss, if you're a girl, shave whatever. I've been, uh, I've, you know, I've been tightening up the old snail trail with it as well. It's good, it's good for all purposes. Oh, that's the end, guys. All right. You know what? If I had two things to say, okay, if I had to tell you to use code basic in two words, I would say, do it. Great. Bye. <laughs> Wait, flip-flop-flap! So-